So you're thinking about running, but not sure how to take the first step. My name's Brian Patterson, and I'm here to help. And welcome to Brian's Rompod. to Brian's Rompod uh, for another week of hints and tips about running. So just going over the show notes today, we're going to be looking at clothes for runners and not forgetting shoes. Plus, we're going to look at the career of Arthur Lydiard. Plus, um, just for an an added bonus, uh, we're going to look at Strava. So let's get straight into it. Clothing for runners. As temperatures change, knowing what to wear on your run can sometimes be difficult and expected. According to Stuart Sanders, a doctor of physical therapy and the director of Sharp Ree Steely's running clinic, wearing the, the right type of running clothes will help you stay comfortable in any weather condition and can be and can keep you running all year round. As a rule of thumb, he says, is to dress for a run as if it was 10 to 15 degrees warmer than it is. Your body will warm up over the course of the run and you do not want to overheat, explains Sanders. Running clothes for cooler weather. Well, when running in colder weather, it is important to dress in layers. If you start to feel uncomfortably warm, you can easily remove a layer and tie it around your waist. Choose clothes that are moisture wicking, which basically means that the fabric moves sweat to the outer surface and rapidly dries. Avoid cotton materials, which absorb sweat and moisture and can make you make and keep your body cold. Long sleeve moisture wicking shirts are a good base layer and a lightweight zip up jacket can provide added adjustable warmth. Wearing tight running pants provides insulation to your body. My experience in the winter months has been to wear a long sleeve top. You might get these free when you finish an event. I still have some shirts from an event I did about 10 years ago. On top of that, I'd put on a short sleeve running top. During the winter, I would generally do either be doing a more relaxation runs and longer runs. And if the temperature dip is even even more, wear gloves and a hat, and that covers your ears. Choose moisture-wicking socks made of merino wool or synthetic blend fabric to keep your feet warm and prevent blisters. If someone doesn't know what to get you for Christmas or a birthday, then you could ask them to get you some sports socks or a moisture-wicking gloves. Clothes for the summer weather. This is easy to dress for. However, there are things to consider. The best way to dress for hotter temperatures is to wear moisture-wicking material to help you stay cool and to avoid overheating. Wearing running shorts and a t-shirt or a tank top may be sufficient. Avoid wearing dark colours because they do attract the sun more than lighter colours and wear synthetic blend socks that wick moisture away from your feet to prevent blisters and to keep your feet from overheating. You may also want to wear a hat or a visor and sunglasses for sun protection. Choosing to wear a visor rather than a hat allows the heat to radiate from your head more easily. 
Remember to apply sunscreen as well, from the top of your head to your running shoes to protect your skin from the sun's damaging UV rays. What to wear while running can be very individualised, says Sanders. Having a basic knowledge of what to wear in certain temperatures is important. However, you should try different systems to see what works best for you. Simple trial and error will help you find what is comfortable. Now, as you may have guessed, I am a man and I'm not a woman. Um, But I will give you, from what I've read and researched, a little bit of um, advice about sporting support bras. According to VeryWellFit.com, women should make sure that they wear a good supportive sports bras designed for running or other high-impact activities. Try it on and test it out by running in place and jumping up and down. Your sports bras should fit properly and not be too stretched out. If you have a large chest and have trouble finding a comfortable supporting sports bras in the past, sports bra in the past um try uh w- try and look around um or maybe ask a friend um where they might re- recommend getting good supporting sports bras most sports bras need to be replaced after 72 washes that's what it says in this article when the elasticity is lost or as if your weight changes significantly now, onto running shoes, which I do know about. Uh, this is a very individual preference. Again, there are things you need to address. When you get started as a runner, you'll need a good pair of running shoes that are right fit for you. Wearing the wrong type of shoe is actually one of the most common causes of running injuries. When shopping for running shoes, don't pick a pair just because you like the brand, style, colour or price. You definitely don't need to buy the most expensive pair in the store. But investing in a good pair is a smart idea. That will prevent injuries and make for more comfortable runs. If it's your first time shopping for running shoes, visit a running speciality store where experts can evaluate your foot and running style and recommend the right shoes for you. The staff will measure your foot watch you run on a treadmill and analyse your gait. Some stores even allow you to take them out on the road in the in, in the area. Even if you don't keep up with running, you have if a good pair of trainers that will last for a while. So what features to look out for? Well, cushioning versus lightweight. Shoes that are heavily cushioned are great for new runners, especially those that are heavier. However, cushioned shoes usually weigh more and may feel clunkier during a run. Try lighter weight shoes and cushioned shoes to see what, which one you prefer. Uh, reflective surface, if you plan to run in the evening or early in the morning, consider a pair of shoes that include some sort of reflective material. You'll be seen by drivers and cyclists more easily when you wear them. Tread. Think about the surface where you're most likely to run. You'll run on the treadmill, on the road, or trails on the track. Trail running shoes will have a deeper, thicker tread than shoes designed for the treadmill, track, and road running. Now, on to our icon of the week, our sporting running icon. 
Well, this week, as I said, um, we're going to be looking at one of the major icons in coaching for running, uh, a guy, a New Zealander called Arthur Lydiard. According to Wikipedia, Lydiard's groundbreaking impact, groundbreaking impact on distance running was recognized by Runners World, which hailed him as the all-time best running coach. The marathon conditioning phase of Lydiard's system is known as base training, as it creates the foundation for all subsequent training. Lydiard's emphasis on an endurance base for these athletes combined with his introduction of periodization in the training of a distance runners with the decisive elements in the world beating success of the athletes he coached and influenced. As has always been discussed on this podcast, periodization training comprises and emphasizing different aspects of training in the successive phases as an athlete approaches an intended target race. Lydiard was renowned for his uncanny knack of ensuring that his athletes peaked for their most important races and from apart from his tremendous charisma, extraordinary ability to inspire and motivate athletes, this was largely a, a product of the periodization principle he introduced into running. His legacy, nearly very every successful athlete, coach or athlete um, active in the world today, consciously or unconsciously, emulates Lydiard's training system by laying on endurance space and making use of periodization for peak performance. While in Finland in the late 1960s, he'd laid the base for the renaissance in the Finnish distance running in the 1970s. Pekka Vassler winning gold at the 1972 Olympics and Lassie Viren winning gold in both the 5,000 and 10,000 metres at the 1972 Olympics and the 1976 Montreal Olympics. In total, Arthur Lydia's stay in Finland following the Finnish Track and Field Association invitation lasted only 19 months, but had long-lasting effects. Jogging. Lydiard was a really strong promoter of running for health, encouraging easy distance running for its cardiovascular health benefits at a time when people thought distance running was unhealthy and potentially dangerous. In 1961, with his group of followers, Lydiard organised the Auckland Jogging Club, a world first. During Bill Bowerman's New Zealand visit, now we did talk about Bill Bowerman, uh, I think a couple of weeks ago or last week, um, New Zealand visit with his world-class four times one mile team, Lydiard organised Bowerman to go on a jog with one of his members, three-time heart attack recovered Andy Steedman. Bowman, in his 50s, struggled to keep up with a man 20 years his senior and, following his return to America, took jogging to Haywood Field and eventually the masses. Now, as I said, we would have a bonus uh, feature and we're going to be talking about Strava. Now, you may have heard other runners talking about Strava, the social network for athletes that has become massively popular since its launch in 2009. If you don't know what it is, then I hope to explain. Soon you'll be tracking your training, uploading your runs, follow other athletes, handing out kudos and comments, 
joining clubs and challenges, and maybe even creating your own routes in no time. First of all, what is it? It is a running website. Well, it is more not just for running. It can be used for cycling. It can be used for walking. It could even, I think, be used for swimming as well. Uh, website where you can upload and monitor your running, walking, swimming, and cycling, as I've said. Strava takes many of the interaction-fostered features found in social media platforms such as Instagram and Twitter and pairs it with the activity tracking technology such as those offered by RunKeeper and MapMyRun. Like its peers, Strava is a free digital service accessible through both the mobile applications and the web. Serious users can upgrade to more advanced features for a monthly fee. You can use a smartwatch, smartphones, or you can just manually input your data into the Strava website. They have an app for smartphones and smartwatches. Plus, if you liked using a non-Strava app to monitor your runs, there are export tools that will import your data into Strava. Remember, your profile and your account are two separate things, as with all similar online services. Your account encompasses everything on the Strava related to you as an individual, while your profile is simply the information, name, photo, location, etc., etc., that other users will see on the platform. You can control the data, and there are privacy controls if you are worried about what happens to your data. Now, uploading your data, you can do it by manual entry. On the Strava app, you can just tap record the GPS on your smartphone or smartwatch or record the data from there. And once you're done with the workout, it will upload to your activities when you hit save. As I said, if you have your favorite tracking app, as I do, which is uh, RunKeeper, you might be able to upload the data automatically to Strava. For instance, I use this wonderful little app called RunGap, which you can upload your data to the various track to to the Strava tracking website. So the other good thing is that it is available. The RunGap is available for Android and iOS users. Now, if you do go to the paid subscription service um, they do have some really neat advanced features if you feel you've gotten the hang of strava and it's becoming a central part of your fitness lifestyle you may want to consider some of the advanced features accessed through the strava subscription plus you'll be able to view advanced training metrics analyze your past workout in more detail a neat little feature is the fitness and freshness page now, the fitness and freshness feature on Strava enables you to track your levels of fitness, fatigue and form over time and prevents this data in a graph. The fitness score is relative to you. You can't compare it to anyone else. It's basically a benchmark of your fitness. It will give a, it's basically a really good balance between rest and training. The more you train, the more your fitness figure will rise but at the same time because you are training fatigue is also building as your so your freshness form which is the difference between your fitness and your fatigue is as is getting worse 
So you're really basically trying to strike a balance. So the fitness and fitness freshness graph is a really good way of monitoring those numbers and giving you direction to your season. Over time, you'll be able to understand these trends. According to Coach Mag, the following are good tips. Joy of segments. Now, the segments feature is one of Strava's standouts and is one that can be become quite addictive. Created by Strava's many users, segments are popular stretches of road and trail where you record, where you, your time is recorded and posted to a leaderboard. You can join a, the club if you want to stay active. Joining a club is always a good bet and that extends to the virtual clubs on Strava as well. Many of the running and cycling clubs on the app link to their traditional real-life counterparts, but there are also Strava clubs set up around the certain goal, event, brand, or groups of friends. Log your indoor training. Strava is predominantly designed for outdoor activities, but you can also keep tabs in your indoor workouts if you're keen on telling the exact count of your kilometres you cover. Something especially useful when training through the worst of the winter months. And I have known some people even log their weight training. So creates routes. It's surprisingly easy to while away the hours creating routes on Strava website, as the route builder offers a far more than standard map to drop markers. Break new ground. As well as the route mapping feature, Strava ensures you carry on exercising in new surroundings via its Strava local service. Step up to the challenge. If competing on segments isn't enough, you can also motivate yourself by earning badges and topping leaderboards in the regular challenges posted on the app. Repeat routes to track progress. If you have a favourite running route that you cover regularly, Strava will automatically produce a graph and how you're faring over time. As I said before, if you don't want to carry your phone with you, fear not. Strava links with all manner of wearable devices, heart rate monitors and other apps, allowing you to export your run data straight to Strava automatically. Now, there are loads of features that I might have missed. However, one of the big drawbacks for me has been the inability to do intervals. Well, at the time of recording, it's not easy to set up. I personally use an app called RunKeeper for intervals and for training, and it's really easy and intuitive to to set up. I have included a lot of links in my show notes. So if you do want to find out more about clothing, shoes, Arthur Lydiard, or even Strava, then feel free to go to the show notes and you'll find much more information there and that's a wrap for another exhilarating episode of brian's run pod thanks for tuning in folks as always we've got your back with all things running and next week get ready for some awesome beginner hints and tips to kickstart your running journey oh and before we sign off exciting news we're now available on youtube so whether you're pounding the pavement or chilling at home you can catch us there too plus we have a new feature on the podcast you can now send me a message yep you heard it right Brian's Rompod has become interactive with the audience. If you look at the top of the episode description, tap on send us a text message. You can tell me what you think of the episode or alternatively what you would like covered. If you're lucky, I might even read them out on the podcast. 
Hey, if you want to keep up with the latest updates, behind the scenes fun, and even some exclusive t- content, make sure to follow me on social media. You can find me on Twitter, or should I say X, at Brian's Rompod. We've also just launched a shiny new Facebook page. Simply search for Brian's Rompod and give us a like. And don't forget to hop on over to Instagram where you can catch all our visual adventures at Brian's Rompod. For those of you who love diving deep into the episodes, head over to our website, www.brianesrompod.co.uk and there you'll find detailed show notes, handy chapter markers, make it too easy to navigate through our favourite discussions. Please leave a review as it will always help find others find this podcast. Music is by Happy Days by Stock Audio, not forgetting artwork by Alice Patterson. Till next week, thanks again for listening. 